Today I'm joined by Amelie Arras from Zumo Money, which is a cryptocurrency app. And I thought I'd ask her some questions about crypto, basically because I don't really understand it. Uh, but also, Amelie has a fascinating story to tell because uh, also she travelled the world using crypto only. Thank you for joining me today, Amelie. I'm really chuffed that you joined us on LockPod. Thank you so much, Katie. It's lovely to be to be here with you today. So may I pick your brains a little bit on this and maybe start asking you a little bit about Zumo Money to begin with. So what exactly is Zumo Money and how does it work? So Zumo Money is, um, is a fintech, fintech app, a financial technology um, platform. So we've got two sides of the business. I'll be talking to you possibly about um, our app, which is our, I'd say like our consumer app. Um, so people can download Zumo from the app stores um, and with the app, you can uh, start your crypto journey. So what we've created is an app that is extremely easy and simple for anyone to um, to buy Bitcoin and Ether, which are the two um, most famous cryptocurrencies. And so you can buy and sell these cryptocurrencies, and then we've got a uh, we've got a Visa debit card where you can uh, go and spend your money like uh, like as is like normal. <laughs> so, I mean, this is what I don't really understand about crypto, and it's I'm sure it's just me not being very intelligent, really. But what exactly is it, and how does it work? Can you use it like normal money? How do you get involved in cryptocurrency? So, um, cryptocurrency is, uh, it was a, uh, it's, it's basically an asset, uh, as we call it. Some people call it an asset, or they call it a, a currency. The currency Usually, something that you you um, you use to buy a good, uh, so it, that is accepted um, as a as a tender to to pay for goods and services. Um, cryptocurrency currently is more of a I'd say an asset because like people are not really using it to pay for goods. Um, people mostly into the UK anyway. They use it. Uh, to trade, so the price goes up. People are people like might be buying or selling. Um, so people are more like speculating on cryptocurrency on uh, cryptocurrency at the moment. Now there are some um, some amazing and super cool technologies that goes um, with cryptocurrency. So for example, uh, we've got one of the cryptocurrency that we've got currently in the app is called Bitcoin SV. And Bitcoin SV is um, the the currency is very cheap to transfer from one person to another, and it's instant. Um, and there is a huge community that use Bitcoin SV to play games. So if you imagine, like you go and like play your games within the game, you buy your avatar, you buy your little helmet, you buy like all this kind of stuff. Well, people like use um, use Bitcoin SV to transfer and to buy stuff onto the game, which means that recently there's been a huge volume of transaction on that um, on that particular blockchain, the Bitcoin SD blockchain. Um, so yes, that's basically what cryptocurrency is. There is one side where it is uh, an asset, so that you, you buy and the value might appreciate or depreciate. And then there is this other side of uh, cryptocurrency that is, Use as a mean to transfer value as a, as a payment method, so to transfer value very cheaply and very fast uh, without being subject to um, to the bank. Let's say like opening hours if you want to transfer money, etc. That's really that's 
perfectly well uh, described actually that makes a lot more sense to me because i've heard like there are certain vendors out there that are actually using crypto now they're accepting crypto as like payments i think uh, not to name any but uh, i think it's starbucks is one that that sometimes uses it in some places around the world i mean perhaps this is a good a good time to kind of introduce uh, what you did and and uh, your your journey using crypto because yeah. uh, you know you've just mentioned how you know it's more of a kind of um an asset rather than something you used to go and pay for goods but Look, I'm not going to be the spoiler. Tell me what you did. So um, I went traveling around the world using only uh, Bitcoin. So I traveled from Toronto to Las Vegas, from Hong Kong to Singapore and to um, uh, uh, Turkey to Amsterdam. So over 16 countries um, in the world paying only with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as well. Right, right. Um, so, and it's, it's funny you mentioned Starbucks as a someone who accepts cryptocurrency because I tell you, so I did that that first uh, travel in uh, 2017. So when I left Toronto, I I did a huge amount of research on where could I spend Bitcoin if I was going to travel with it. I must have like some places where clearly they will accept it. Starbucks had loads of press around Bitcoin, that they accepted Bitcoin. So I was like, oh my God, brilliant. What I'm going to do is like, the first thing I'm, do- I'm doing um, when I arrive in, uh, in Columbus, uh, where uh, one of the challenges that, was, that um, I had to do was to go to the Jack Nicklaus Museum and buy a souvenir. Uh, so I was like, perfect, Columbus. When I get to Columbus, I'm going to go straight to the Starbucks and I'm going to eat because at that point, I hadn't really eaten for for about 12 hours, which is quite a lot of time for me. <laughs> it doesn't sound maybe a lot. No, it is. That's a long time. <laughs> um, and so I went to Starbucks super, you know, like imagine like super up, super excited. And I went to the counter and I said like, hey, here we go, that's it. Like, can I pay with Bitcoin? And the face of that lady was just, she looked at me. <laughs> she was like, what? Oh, they didn't accept it. And they didn't accept it. Oh, wow. So I showed her, I showed her the, the article and I was like, look, it says that you accept, you accept Bitcoin. So, and she said like, no, no one told us anything about it. Like, we wow. don't accept, it's not on the system. She was like, is that with a card? And I was like, no. She was like, but it's not in dollars. I was like, no, it's not. So she had really, really no clue about it. Um, she gave me a coffee in the end. But yeah, but that's that's one example of, um, of I'd say, places where I thought that I could spend Bitcoin that did not accept the Bitcoin. So how did you like? Uh, how did you do things like buy tickets? Did you have to? I mean, could you physically use Bitcoin, or did you have to like? Um, I don't know, send somebody Bitcoin to then buy you a ticket using traditional money. How, how did it work? How did you trade? Yeah, so I did that a few times uh, for buying tickets, for buying like train and, uh, and et cetera. All I, all I did uh, was I went online and I found travel agents that accepted cryptocurrency. Wow. Um, to, and yes, yeah, they accepted cryptocurrency as a traditional like any other payment method. So you go into the website and you see at the bottom, accept uh, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Bitcoin. And 
so that company is called Future Travel. And uh, so, and there were another one as well called Cheaper. So I could buy all the main travel bits uh, without any problem. So train, plane, uh, hotels, etc. you name it. The difficult part was when I arrived into a city and to do just like the very basic stuff, so like going to buy a sandwich or going to, uh, if I wanted to do an activity in that city, if I wanted to take a taxi, etc. Um, so in America, what I, what I did call on, and I had like a few months ago, I got an amazing feedback, is I was going to people and say, hey, like, would you uh, would you buy me a sandwich if I pay you in Bitcoin? Would you go to Starbucks and buy me a sandwich? And kind of like transforming them into like mini mini businesses. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Thing. And uh, and a few a few people did it. Obviously, like it was mostly going. I felt like a little bit like in a call center where I obviously you pick up the phone, pick up the phone, and then eventually someone's going to tell you yes. <laughs> uh, so. And yeah, some of the people that did that, there were this guy called Lauren, and he told me a few months ago, he said like, Amelie, do you remember um, in 2017, I uh, I accepted Bitcoin from you, like, look, the price has appreciated, like the $90, um, $90 that I transferred for a hotel room, I think, was now worth like nearly $1,500. Wow. So it was, it was like, Thank you. Amazing. <laughs> um, and did, had he had any experience in it before, or was that like his first? It was his first. Yeah. So wow. I was going to like random, random people uh, in the street, really, to ask them. I did. I did reach out to a um, Bitcoin community because on Reddit they were a huge community for everything Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. Loads of like enthusiasts who yeah. were buying a lot of it, mining a lot of it. Um, so. I, I mean, like some of the posts on Reddit when I said that I was doing this race got quite a lot of like views and people offered their help. So as I was traveling, it became easier and easier to find these people who would connect me and say like, hey, so like, if you pay with this, um, if you pay with Bitcoin, then I can do this and this for you. And then I found out after that the community was so used that some people uh, even like regular, they started like accepting like rent, like part payment in dollar, part payment in in Bitcoin. I mean, imagine like how, <laughs> imagine like you were accepting, took a leap of faith and and accepted like X amount of Bitcoin as a payment method. Um, it's quite brave, really. Do people it's think? Brave. Did you get a few people kind of looking at you as if to say, okay, this has got to be a scam? Like, there's no way this is real. Did you get anything like that from people? Oh, so many. There is this guy who got really pissed off with me actually in Chicago, and he said uh, it was like, "Madam, this is a dollar economy. Uh, no one will accept it. Uh, you need to go away now. You need to leave the airport." Because I was going to a load of people at the airport with my little camera. <laughs> so like, wow! Gosh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, but you mentioned um, you mentioned mining there. Now that's something I've come across a few times. I've been reading some articles trying to appear to be slightly educated on crypto before speaking to you today, uh, which hasn't been successful. Uh, what does mining mean when it's when you're talking about cryptocurrencies? So I won't be the best person to describe exactly what it is because I'm very kind of like high level on like how I understand cryptocurrency, I think. Why, I know what the terminology mining is used is because it's very similar to uh, to gold. So 
gold, you mine it to go and extract it from the earth to uh, to get the gold. So they thought that they were going to use the, the same name uh, for crypto, but I, you actually don't go and physically bash a computer to get a Bitcoin. Um, oh. I would have <laughs> that makes sense, and um, and thank you for that. Sorry, so just go, go back to your um to your travels then. So when you were you know going through all of these experiences, trying to uh, obviously trade to travel and to stay safe and warm and fed and watered, did anything really shock you or surprise you when you were on your travels? Um, I think is the difference of from one country to another, or the perception was how they use it. I mean, some of the use case on how they use it is, is amazing. And I've been reading recently about it and it's amazing. Cryptocurrency, because it's not backed by the government or it's not using like the banks are not involved, um, what it gives is the opportunity to access financial, not financial products yet, but it gives a mean to, um, to access digital trade if you want or digital trade and global trade without having a bank account and in the UK we're very lucky like we've got like quite a lot most of us have a bank account but in some other countries there is no bank account Um, so in Africa not many people have got bank accounts so if you're in Africa in your village and you want to grow into you want to trade with other people you will there is cash, but it's very limited if you want to trade with Vietnam, for example, or try to do like a, an, an online trade. They don't have this facility. And, and this is what cryptocurrency is actually helping these people. Like they can, without a bank account, accept payments and, um, and therefore like buy other, buy other things. So that is, that's what I found like the most beautiful thing is that it's got, it, it can solve uh, financial inclusion. The other thing that I found really very, well, very shocking is how some of the governments were reacting. So in Vietnam, for example, I, so I didn't do my research um, before I went to Vietnam, I've got to admit. So when I arrived, when I arrived in Vietnam, I just saw that everything was um, the same as in any other country that, that I'd been traveling. So I went and, and try to get people. So imagine trying like English, trying to go to people and say, do you accept Bitcoin? Like, how do you say, do you accept Bitcoin in Vietnamese? Yeah, true. Um, so uh, with just like language and I got a few people to accept cryptocurrency for uh, for hotel and to help me out to do some stuff. And then a day later, I found out that the government had uh, forbidden any person or any business to accept cryptocurrency as a form of payment because the government was extremely uh, careful and wanted to protect the local currency and the local economy. Right, yeah. And so, therefore, they were arresting every, anyone who was accepting cryptocurrency or paying in cryptocurrency. Oh, crikey. Um, so, uh, and the day before I had, I had arrived, um, the... The government had, uh, the police had gone down to a conference, a Bitcoin conference that was happening and arrested everyone. So that was, it was kind of the, um, like, I found that quite shocking and quite scary at the time. uh, Because basically someone said, like, I'm going to cover your t-shirt because I was walking around with 
I think Bitcoin on my on my T-shirt. Um, and the thing that I found a little bit sad about it is the fact that in Vietnam there is hundreds, there is millions, millions of people that are unbanked and who have not got access to to things that like we we got for granted. And and it's a shame that the that the government is not taking these um, this measure to actually try to do something about it. Yeah, that's um, amazing. You didn't you didn't get arrested in the end then. No, I, I didn't get arrested in the end. No, I left uh, pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. That is quite shocking. So what what can be done, I suppose, on a global level to kind of help educate the governments that are fearful of crypto to kind of show the benefits of it? Because it is still fairly it is still fairly young and it is there are risks involved, like any kind of financial transactions or investments, um, of course. But what more can be done, I suppose, on an educational level? I think uh, a lot has been happening since 2017, 2018 on educational level. Now, uh, there's many governments who have realized that crypto is here to stay, it's not going to go anywhere. And the blockchain technology actually has got quite a lot of benefit that the government and banks could um, could adopt. So there's a big misconception, for example, with cryptocurrency that um, is a currency for people who uh, who want to launder money and etc etc. Because it is on working on the blockchain and everything is recorded and publicly available, it is very difficult. I mean, like if I was some, if I was someone, I wouldn't try to launder money through some through a technology that is that information record of transaction are publicly available i would probably really try to remain with cash where no one will see will see that untraceable being yeah is yeah. it the lack of regulation um, and um and um what's the word i'm looking for well, yeah regulation because it's not regulated is it yet um there is not a joint regulatory framework for um for crypto globally so uh, in the UK, there start to be like more regulation. Um, the FDA is doing like an amazing job on looking at it. Um, in uh, in uh, the US, for example, so there are regulate regulations in place, and uh, there is also there is also so like from an adver- like this is not from uh, a regulatory. Uh, regulation from like a trading or a payment point of view, but from an advertising point of view, the regulation is a bit more flex in the US that it is in um, in the UK, for example. Uh, so Google allow cryptocurrency company in the US to advertise to US citizens, uh, whereas like in the UK, Google do not allow yet um, companies to advertise. On Google, a cryptocurrency product. So there is, I feel like there is a lot of um, consumer protection, and rightly so, in the UK um, and in the rest of Europe. As the UK has put together a task force, I believe, to look at uh, a regulatory fr- framework for uh, for cryptocurrency, and a lot of other um, a lot of other jurisdictions are doing the same um, as well. So there will be more. Um, I guess like an environment in which in which companies um, that deal with crypto will be able like to flourish and the consumer 
be protected yeah well. that'd be really interesting to see the output of that actually and also good to hear the fca are doing a lot of proactive work on that too do you think um do you think crypto will ever become a standard uh, currency and way of um you know dealing i suppose in the future or do you think it will still remain as it currently is but obviously just uh, used a bit more how do you see it developing i think it's it's still in its infancy uh cryptocurrency and i do believe that uh cryptocurrency the future of money it, it makes sense um it is uh i mean like it's traceable uh it is uh it's much cheaper uh to to transact uh and i think yeah i think it makes sense like to be like the future the future of money and if you look at the i mean like more like now i'd say like on a on a level where why it makes so much sense for uh for cryptocurrency and the products are developed onto like decentralized finance etc is if we look at so like on my side if i look at a, like as a consumer, I look at my bank account and I put my money into uh, my saving account. My saving account will give me 0.25% interest. Inflation rate is like 120, although like I do not believe it's 120 when I see that the pub next door is now... Um, is now uh, having pints for eight quid. Yeah, um, yeah. it's not consistent, is it? Yeah, so it, it doesn't make it doesn't make quite sense. And some of the DeFi DeFi products, for example, you can put your money your well, if you can put your crypto onto an account, and you get interest on your crypto. And this interest is four to ten percent uh, every uh, every week or something like that. So it's, I mean. It's quite huge. You get a lot more out of your money. I find that the traditional system is kind of like failing us as a, as my generation in offering products that will make us more wealthy in the future. I feel like currently, like the way that it is going, we're getting poorer and poorer <laughs> as it goes. So, yeah. So I, I do think that with all the technology that is happening, all the beautiful you know, innovation in the device space that crypto will be a major part of the future. It will be the most sophisticated financial product will be uh, in the decentralized crypto space. It will be so interesting to see. And, you know, the fact that you travelled the world you know, 2017, uh, you know, that's not today or yesterday using crypto. You managed to do it successfully. Uh, you didn't get arrested, which I'm very pleased about. Uh, so, yeah, the future will be fascinating. But, Emily, thank you so much for today. This has been great to speak to you. Um, and thank you for helping to educate me on crypto, but uh, also great to learn more about your travel stories as well. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you.